waves as monuments, huge and uncaring, crowned in the furious white. Freezing salt water ripped across the decks of Tired Child, grasping careless feet, numbing hands. Wind, all noise and anger, rigging, singing the high-pitched song of rope on the edge of panic. The lone top wings bellied out, on the edge of cracking. Ice on the ropes and the decks and the faces of the crew, making every movement treacherous. The bone hull of the ship groaned in complaint at the treatment of the waves. Women and men, wrapped in stinker coats, pulling and pushing ropes and windlasses, tying knots with cold and nerveless fingers. Tired after days of this, weeks of this, a lifetime of this. But no rest, because one moment of inattention was all that was needed, and then the ship would be gone, turned over. Bone keels sticking up into the air while the crew tumbled down through the grasping water into the waiting hands of the hag. This was the hag's breath, the North Storm's fury. In the midst, one figure stood unmoving and uncomplaining, but watching, always watching. She stood at the rump of her ship, and it was as if the storm could not touch her. The ship bucked and rocked as towering waves pulled him seaward to landward, landward to seaward. But she did not move. Lucky Mees, the witch of Keelhume sounding, the greatest shipwife who ever lived. Ship rising! The call from the top boys. Amazing that a human voice could cut through the noise and fury of the storm. And in that moment, Mees went from stone still to action, passing her deckkeeper Joran Twiner, shouting, The rump is yours, Joran! And she was gone, up the main spine as if the wind did not threaten to rip her from it, as if the stressed rigging may not snap and cut her in two. Far below, Joran dragged himself across the deck, a word here, a nod there, and in return a strong hand helped him across the constantly shifting slates all the time his eyes scanning the horizon, grey water and black skies. Steer four points to the forward shadow, deckkeeper. Her voice calling from above, his own voice hoarse as he relayed the order to Barley at the steering oar behind him. The battering of the sea, constant, fighting tired child as he began to turn. Orders given, stolen from his mouth by freezing wind, Ice in the corners of his eyes, making the shape of the descending Mies waver in his vision. Deckkeeper! That voice, able to cut through any storm. There's a ship in trouble out there. Trader of some sort, near to foundering on the rocks of a small island. One hand on her ornate two-tailed hat, holding it in position, just as Joran was doing with his one-tailed version. We'll need the galame on deck. Bird needs to make us some slack water, or we'll be on the rocks ourselves. E, shipwife, we shall attempt to rescue then. Or die trying, for that's our lot. She smiled the words at him as she shouted them through horizontal icy rain. Because Tired Child was a ship of the dead and all those aboard were condemned to fly the seas of the scattered archipelago until they found themselves in the hag's embrace. Ready the fluke boats 
and cruise. Water poured from the braided edges of her hat, from her nose, gathered on her lips, droplets chased across her weathered face by the wind. We'll throw grapples on board and tow them away from the rocks. The ship lurched, hit by a rogue wave. A groan ran through Tai Child's bones. Mies turned from Joran to Barley on the oar. Keep him steady, Barley. Then she screamed into the wind. Solemn Mufaz. The deck mother, a giant of a man, appeared from the fog of driving rain. Help Barley on the oar. I'll not want us drifting onto the rocks. She turned back to Joran. Take Dinal. He can command the yawed flute boat. You take the wing fluke. Ee, shipwife, he shouted, rainwater filling his mouth. The coldness of it, nothing to the cold he felt at Dinal's name. Once he and the deckholder had been friends, more than friends, but no longer. And what lay between them now was as cold as the hag's breath. 